1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Britt here today. We have a really exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Karen Gillen, is the founder and performance mindset master coach. She's the host of When I'm in Charge, That'll Be Different. She coaches founders, or she coaches and mentors founders and CEOs. Welcome to the show, Karen. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time of your day to come on. It's a pleasure to have you. You know, before we dive into any of our topics, would you mind just covering um, a little bit of your background? How did you get to where you are today? Uh, Because I'm sure it's a powerful story for our listeners and I'd love, um, love for them to get to know you a bit better.
2: Yeah, I think like all of us, it's a windy road story. Um, I was a commercial fisherman. I was a therapist. I was a general manager in restaurants, but throughout all that time, there was always this coaching background and this thing that I could never get away from. And about seven years ago when I had my daughter, it just became really clear that while I liked and could do many other things that this one thing was the most important and I didn't want it to be a hobby anymore. So that's when I got a lot more serious about running my business and becoming way more profitable and doing it in a way that's sustainable for my family and I.
1: Incredible. So let's dive in a little bit deeper as to where you are today with the business. How do you go about delivering your services Uh, and where are you at today? Exactly. If you don't mind.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I deliver services in a number of different ways, but primarily it's Uh, individual coaching over Zoom or the phone, or in small group mentoring some other coaches. I'll also do uh, more like VIP style retreats where people come to Eugene, Oregon, where I am, and you land here and I kind of take care of the rest and we dive really deep for a couple days on something. Um, I also do Voxer coaching, which is uh, with folks who I've worked with in the past, and we just have that one channel where we do the work. So a little bit all over the board.
1: Amazing. So let's dive into the topic, how many fails you can have and still hit six figures.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where do you start with lots of, them. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the thing that sets probably every business apart that's still working is how often they're willing to cut and run and not just stay with something that's not working. So I like to do quarterly reviews. I like to look at what's working, and what's not working. And I'm, you know, one of my values is wholeheartedness. So if there's something that's happening that I can no longer wholeheartedly stand by, whether because it's not working or I don't believe in it anymore or anything, then I move on. And sometimes that can slow things down, but other times that can really speed things up.
1: Absolutely. Um, Do you have any recent um, experiences, you know, uh, cut off and running and starting over again with something that wasn't working or any Mm -hmm. more examples you can give us that has happened within your business?
2: I have so many. I mean, the most recent one. So the podcast that I have, I think 90 episodes on my podcast, but I was watching the data and looking at where my clients are coming from and considering why did I start the podcast in the first place? And I actually just put it on hiatus. So it's on a pause right now because it's not doing what it did, everything I wanted it to do. And I was done putting the energy there to keep it going just because it had always been there in that form. It doesn't mean that it won't start up in a different way in the future, but, but just getting to see, you know, we have this limited amount of energy and time and money. And where do we want to put it and what's having the greatest return and being honest with myself about where all my clients were coming from and they were not coming from there. So I wanted to see, well, what will happen if I take the energy I was putting in that place and move it somewhere else?
1: Absolutely. I I completely understand that. I mean, a lot of people will just do all these different things to, you know, think that it'll work. And a lot of the time you just got to narrow it down to one or two things and whatever's Mm -hmm. working is working instead of putting your energy in all these different areas, only getting 10%, uh, anything back. Right. So yeah. what were your intentions with starting the podcast back when you did start it? Was it so that you could scale the business with it or what were the intentions?
2: The real intention was to have these conversations that I really wanted to have with, Uh, kind of hidden leaders in their own right in all these different walks of life and just get to have really solid conversations with them about what made their work work and see what was in there. And I, you know, when I had the idea to start it, I had a bunch of people in mind. I interviewed all those people. I interviewed a whole bunch of other people. I played around with one-on-one shows and it just felt like it had fit the bill for what I wanted to use it for. And I could have kept it going. Like I found it to be really fun. So if, if if I were to say, I'm going to stay in business to be busy and be entertained by my business, then I could have just kept doing it. But if everything I do needs to be a revenue generating action, then it, you know, it wasn't as entertaining anymore. A hundred percent.
1: Completely understand, and I just want you to know you're not alone. I think a lot of people feel that, feel that way with the podcast. They are a lot of work, and if, I mean, if it's not driving revenue to your business, then what's the point? Where do we have to tweak it? Right. So I get right. that. Yeah. Get that. So let's dive into the topic. Um, Facebook ads. Did you want to just touch on that and your experience?
2: Yeah. I primarily run an organic business. I don't spend money on marketing Um, and that's worked for me and it's been great. And at one point I had developed a course, I still have it, it's for sale everywhere. Um, And I wanted to try, well, what will happen if I run ads and if I really go for it? So I hired the best Facebook ad marketing agency that I knew of. And I contracted with them for 90 days and we did everything. We did everything that they, they said, we tried all the different things and it ended up not really bringing in any financial result. It brought a lot of subscribers, um, but no money. So it was just fun to test the theory and go all in on something and be okay with whatever outcome came up. It would have been way more fun if it would have made a bunch of money, but I think it's, it's just interesting how many times we can put money places and time places and still have those things not work and still be successful.
1: Absolutely. Let let let's walk through a little bit of that because yeah. I know that you almost quit everything in marketing and do it all organically. Do you want to just dive in deeper as to how you do it exactly now and what's working so well for you?
2: Yeah. So I think success leaves clues. And so if you take A minute or an hour and look back over every dollar that's come into your business if you're newer and maybe not every single one if you've been around a while but where the clients are that came in with the greatest of ease where the highest paying clients came in or the best contracts came in and notice how those things happened and for some people that will be facebook ads and for some people that will be podcasting and for others like my story is i noticed that I had gone to a retreat with like 20 different people and within two years of leaving that retreat, 50% of the attendees had hired me, not because I went there to get clients, but because whatever, they liked my energy and they were like, I want to work with that person. And so that's a huge return on investment, right? And so, and then I looked at other places where I'd gone, I went and took a sauerkraut making class. And the person who taught the class actually ended up hiring me. So over the course of my whole history, there is just a really strong, (laughs) uh, it's just like almost factual. When I go places and do what I wanna do, then I get clients. And because I'm running a small solopreneur business, I'm the only practitioner I'm trying to pay it's pretty easy for me to do a really great business on not a ton of humans every year. So this model just continues to work.
1: Love it. I mean, it works great because, you know, we also, like you've probably seen in the application, we interview people who have high ticket offers. So oftentimes they're they're high ticket offer. You don't need to work with it. You don't need a ton of clients. And that's a beauty in it, right? I mean, your, your offer is valuable and you don't need a lot of clients. It's high ticket, you know? So just finding the right fit people and having them attract to you. That's incredible. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. And like, as funny as it
1: is to meet, meet somebody, you took a class making (laughs) sauerkraut sauerkraut. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your favorite and maybe your least favorite thing about coaching and mentoring in 2022.
2: I think my favorite thing is that I get to do it at all and that people are willing to to show up and share and and make the ask for more and to share that with another person. I think it's vulnerable and it's real and it's hard. And I love that, you know, that always feels like an honor to get to do that work with folks. Um, I guess one of the harder things in 2022 is, I mean, what I'm seeing is for a lot of people, what worked before doesn't work anymore. I mean, for me, if I'm someone who gets clients by going out in the world and meeting people doing fun stuff, and I haven't been doing that as much because we were going through a pandemic, that's going to take a hit, right? So it's like, you have to come up against what's really not working. I notice a lot of people are, um, what I call taking their businesses down to the studs. They're just getting rid of anything that's extra and getting a lot more interested in profitability over just top line revenue number and figuring out where they want to live and how they want to do this. And I did the same thing because things slowed down. Um, but they're, you know, it's still good.
1: Absolutely. So for 2023, would you say you have any big focus or desire that you're, you're, um, working on at the moment or what is your plan for 2023?
2: My plan right now is to have a lot more fun. And what I'm meaning by that is letting the creativity come back in around what I'm offering and not making up stories about what I shouldn't, shouldn't offer because of maybe some belief I have about, you know, the industry or people who have been doing it as long as I have, or whatever that stuff is. Um, and just let myself try stuff again, kind of the same way I did 10 years ago when I was a lot newer of a coach, um, and just mess around a little more.
1: Love it. So back to the podcast so I know that you said you had about 90 episodes and I know that what your intentions behind it was now if you were to start your podcast podcast ever again what would what would your intentions be this time obviously I'm sure drive revenue but would there be a different way that you would go about doing it maybe a different set of people that you'd be interviewing or let's talk a little bit about that and I'm not sure that you even have thought about that but I'm just curious
2: I have thought about it. I'm a little bit curious when it's going to want to come back, you know, when that kind of idea is knocking at the back of your brain. Um, I think it would be, it would have a higher level of intimacy. And I think that would be with what I'm thinking and what's happening kind of behind the scenes and what I'm noticing. And it would be interviewing people where they actually want to be engaged in that kind of a conversation, um, because it takes more vulnerability on the part of the guest to have a conversation like that. So I think it would be down that road because what I do with people is really, it's deep work. You know, there's a lot of healing involved and there's, you know, mm-hmm. everything is on the table. And so I think the podcast and any marketing I do needs to match that level of transformative content.
1: It really has to align. Yeah. Yeah why do you think, and I, I'm a firm believer of this as well, but I just want to see what your thoughts are of being vulnerable when, when you're telling your story, being vulnerable, when you're on a podcast, like for me, I believe it's relatable. How do you feel about that? And why do you think it's so important?
2: I think it's important because it shares our humanity. Mm -hmm. I think if we want to get out there and not be vulnerable, we can get so far. But if we can go out there and be honest, we can go anywhere. And I love, that. I want to be able to go anywhere. Yeah. And I want that for yeah, my, my people Yeah, I'd rather go too. anywhere. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, if we're keeping up a story, we can't, we can't maneuver because we're holding up the edges of the box. But if there is no box, freedom. I
1: love that. And yeah, and freedom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's amazing. So I, I know we have short episodes here uh, on, on my show, but I always tend to ask this question just to see the different answers. Now, if you were to double your profit and revenue in one year, what what are some changes that you might have to make or some new challenges that you might face if, it, if you were to do that for 2023?
2: I think the new challenge would be I would have to learn investing. Because right now with the amount of I'm paying myself in profit, I can get away with what I don't know. But if I had that much extra money, I would have to figure that out or I'd feel like I was being irresponsible with my money. Um, I'd probably also want to check out my uh, accountant's brain about better ways to be doing more charitable giving in line with my values. Um, So there's the tax benefit of that and also all the other benefits of that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And then I, I think my next hire would be a personal assistant. Outsourcing. Yeah. So
1: Karan, tell me a little bit about as a successful coach as yourself and mentor, I'm sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm sure you do a lot of mindset work. I mean, to get to these next levels, to get as successful as you are throughout the journey, you know, it's so important to work on yourself as well. What would you say for our listeners? What is maybe one or two of the biggest things that you can give us in order to get to those next levels and inspiration or um, something you've learned from a mentor, something like that? Mm -hmm.
2: The one that's coming up is not to ignore your emotions, that use them as a check engine light. If you're having a lot of fear, if you're having a lot of anxiety, if you notice you're like, spinning on something in particular, listen to that. Oftentimes we want to run away from what feels like it shouldn't be happening, or we wish weren't there, but you have to lean in because there is something in there. And it might just be that there's this nervous and scared part of us that, you know, is scared of the same thing we were afraid of when we were six or seven, but that part still needs to be acknowledged. Um, I think there's, there's a benefit to slowing down to the speed of our emotions so that we don't blow out our nervous systems as we grow. And when people grow really fast, I think they run the risk of that if they don't stick with themselves.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Corinne, in our last minute here, if there's anything else you'd like to share in regards to your business and, um, maybe a little bit more about your offers Um, now is the time. And then also, if you want to let us know the best way to go ahead to connect with you, if anyone listening is interested in um, connecting with your services and what you have to offer.
2: Yeah, I'd say the two best ways to get started. um, I have a free journey that's 30 days of coaching questions. And then 30 days, it kind of takes you from where you are to where you might not even know you want to be going. So that's a free opt-in you can get on my website or my Instagram link tree. Um, And the other thing is I have a course that I sell for $197, which is ridiculously cheap. It's everything that I did to get to multiple six figures in my coaching practice. And I take you through all the practices, the things that I track, um, sales, sales scripts, kind of everything. And that's something I did is the, the give back from all of the learning that I've done over the decade plus of being in this industry um, that I want every new coach to have for sure.
1: I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. uh, Corinne for coming on today. um, Sharing this valuable insight is exactly what I'm looking for. So I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on today. And I can't wait to see what happens in 2023 for you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur or higher and would like to come on uh, to share your journey, talk about your business and podcast, go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you so much, Corinne. Have a great day. Bye guys.
2: Thank you.
0: Hey everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.